0: Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Charles. Amen. Well, that was some fantastic worship this morning, wasn't it? Yes. Man. Yeah. Deep, 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 deep stream. Matter of fact, I really feel like we just need to camp for a moment here because... Uh, To just pray over that that last song there, about the mercy seat, Amen. Amen. Just feel like we need to get in there. I think we we need a response, and so let's do that together, Amen. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you that you've offered, Lord, this mercy seat to us, and Lord, I just kept on hearing that, of course, that chorus, Lord, of "Come running, come running," and Lord, that's what we need to do, even though physically we, Lord, we, we. Can't necessarily do that right now, but Lord, we can in our hearts right now come running to you because you are the one, Lord, who's so merciful, Lord Jesus, that you suffered and died on the cross for us while we were yet in sin, you died. Lord, what a tremendous gift, and Lord, we just want to bask, Lord, in the power of that just for a moment. Lord, we ask you to pour out fresh mercy upon us, God, for this coming year. Lord, we want, we want that do-over, what we, and, and we can get it because nothing can separate us from the love of God. But we've learned that this morning. God, it's been, Lord, the music has carried that message deep into our hearts. And so, Lord, we come to your mercy seat right now, Lord, to receive the mercy that we need. And we can ask boldly, your word, your word tells us that. So we do ask you boldly this morning, God, for, Lord, grace, Lord, breakthroughs. God, for a fresh inundation, Lord, of joy. Lord, that our our belly, Lord, the the seat of our soul, God, would be full of the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. God, that you give us clarity for this coming year, pray for a A prophetic clarity, God, clearer than we've ever thought, that our discernment would, Lord, would be peaked and fresh and clean and clear to hear your voice and do what you've called us to do. Lord, we want to clear the slate. We Lord, we want to see the blackboard of our 2013 just cleaned off. Start over again, Lord, with the fresh word of God written on our hearts. And we thank you. That's what mercy is all about. Lord, it's receiving, Lord, what we don't deserve. And in many times, God, not receiving what we do. (laughs) And Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Your deep, great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. In the light of what I was going to share with you today, I really felt like we needed to just take a moment to just kind of bask in that because he loves us so much, amen, amen. Well, I'm the first part of this, I'm just gonna read, and I've got notes for you, and you can, you can go back, because really, this message is a little different. It's kind of a state of the church kind of message, but it's gonna be more than that, because I promised you last week that what I wanted to do was really kind of, we wanted to set sail for 2014. I wanted to show you the compass. I wanted to help you see where God has been pointing me in the direction of our local church, so that we can we can be ready and and be prepared and begin praying uh, for God, what He wants us to do and our part, each of our part in this plan that God has given to us. So let me just dive right in here. During my sabbatical, God spoke to me clearly that I was to lead us into a season of strengthening our base in preparation for what He has in store. Now. Before you think, well, here we go again with a building program, I want to caution you about thinking about what we can't or we shouldn't do or what can't or shouldn't be done, and more about what should be done and what God has called us to do. Because, see, God has called us to prepare. And everything I have ever learned about growth, whether it be personally or as a leader in the local church, is that plans fail because leaders fail to plan. And that is a truth, very much a truth. The church is called to build up, not just build programs based on a humanistic, empty hope, but rather the essential biblical foundation of truth as it is centered in Jesus Christ, amen? Our goal as a church is to build individuals, to build marriages, to build families, and thusly build a community within a community that has strong Family ties. Okay, I want you to hear that. That is my heart, that is God's heart. The church be- should become a city within a city. And I'm not being critical of any institutional program in our community at large. We just have a different mandate. Just a different mandate. We are the church. and We're called to be the church. The apple of God's eye, based upon the whole word of God, that has a mandate or a mission that is straight from the Heavenly Father's heart by way of His Son Jesus Christ. We are to go and make disciples of all nations, starting with our own, as was strategically given to us by Jesus Himself in Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. And I'm going to read that. Then Jesus came to them and He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And let no one misunderstand that. It's all Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Certainly not any selection of what Jesus commanded us, but all of it, all of it. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He promised his presence with us to help us fulfill that. And further, he detailed this in Acts chapter eight, verse, I'm sorry, Acts Chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts or the ends of the earth. What we find here in these two verses is that we have a mandate. It's been given to us by God, and we forget it, we pass over it. Matter of fact, what happens is we often find the the, the bits and pieces of that mandate, and we spend so much time on one or two of those that we forget the big picture. It's very easy to do. We all do it in our lives. And sometimes we just have to step back and say, okay, why are we doing this again? It's funny because I remember hearing of one of our young people saying that, you know, why are we doing this week after week? And rather than just say, well, no one, nobody knows and we all just wander away, no, we step back and we say, no, we've, we, we've got a mandate from heaven that the church is and always be, will be God's heart, God's method to reach the nations. Amen. Okay, there's, there's going to be nothing else that's coming. We're it. Okay, we've got, we got to get used to that. we got to embrace it. And he promises there in Acts chapter 1 to give us power to carry that out. Power to do what? To be witnesses, not to just empower one another. You know, just kind of pass the power back and forward. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's power, man. That was powerful. Hey, let me give you the back. you You know? And I think that's what a lot of the church just does. But he says, no, 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 I've given you this power for a reason, and I think sometimes Jesus looks down and he just says, what are you doing with what I've given you? I mean, it's like these awesome football players that I got a chance to watch, you know, just a little bit yesterday, but what I watched, I really enjoyed. (sighs) Big story, big story, but anyway. So, but to tell that guy, oh, you know, you're just gonna wander around the streets and never use those, those glorious gifts. Empowered, all that strength, God has given us that power, all of that strength for a purpose. We've got to get that, to be salt and light, to be witnesses of his name, to change the world, to shine brightly. We've got to get that. We are his church, which is specifically and uniquely called to reach the world around us every single day. Can I get an amen? amen. The church has no mandate beyond that. I believe that. I think when we try to make the church something else, when we try to make the church something different, we try to morph it in any other way, then I think what we see is that kind of power drifts away. The witness becomes less because we're missing the point, you know? Using those gifts for the wrong thing. We have an assignment, brothers and sisters. We have an assignment, and we've been given power and favor to fulfill it. So we've done some amazing things here, missions and missions locally, regionally, and internationally. I'm so proud of our our local church for the things that we've done. Uh, Just going over those briefly. But our church is responsible for helping to build houses for the poor. Feeding and clothing and caring for the poor. Caring for the homeless and the fatherless. I mean, it should have been up here, you know, during Christmas, while we were working with the children and helping them buying gifts for their their uh, grandparents and moms and dads, and being a part of that, filling their hearts with hope, loving on them, laying our hands on them, praying for them. Seeing that young father walk up to me and said, "I need help to raise these kids. Would you help me?" We've helped save babies from abortion, and helped mentor young families. And we have led hundreds to Christ here and abroad. We've trained leaders, prayed over nations, sending teams over to these nations to pray over them, planted churches, and sent out missionaries, evangelists, and apostles to do the work of the kingdom. Amen? Amen. That's exactly right. We have counseled the broken and the confused, taught solid biblical financial truths, Encourage spiritual, emotional, and physical health. This church has done more than its share. We can truly be likened to that Macedonian church of Paul's planting. That even though we are considered a church within the third poorest region in America, we can still do amazing things. Amen? Isn't that awesome? I want to talk about that in Macedonian church here just for a moment. Because I think that's a theme that we're going to keep coming back to here. The Macedonian churches, one of the poorest, neediest churches. matter of fact, it was the Macedonian that was calling out to Paul when Paul was asleep and said, please come help us. You remember reading that? Well, the Macedonian churches were well known for not having very much, but what they were well known for beyond that was, was their aggressiveness in giving. They were out giving the rich churches. And Paul had to rebuke the Corinthian churches because he said, look, these Macedonians are out showing you. You guys said you were going to do all this, but we haven't seen you. You said you were going to plant churches. You said you were going to do this. You said you were going to do that. Haven't seen any of it. But those those weakened, small, almost infantile Macedonian churches, man, changing the world. I love that. Don't you love that? That's so Bible, man. One thing... I must help you see today, is that your idea and my idea of evangelism in ministry must be expanded. It's gotta be expanded. We think too small and not strategically enough. You know, I personally, and well, not necessarily directly because I don't know that anybody's ever really said it to me personally, but I have experienced some criticism for having a cafe, criticized for going to the theater to hold services, Criticized for our light shows, our contemporary worship, which was just awesome this morning. Good Lord. But that has never deterred me because I know God smiles upon these ideas. God has called us to be soul winners. He didn't tell us exactly how we were to do this. Now, if you can prove that to me from the Bible, then come on. But the truth is, he said, go and make disciples. He didn't say, in such in this manner. Catch that? He just said, go do it. He just said, get your energy, get your boots on, get those shoes of the gospel going, tie them up tight, and get to the business. And he said, be creative. Now, that much I know. That's what a soul winner does. Paul said, I will become all things to who? All men. So that I might win, what? Some, not all. Because, you know, you can't convince everyone. We know we can't go into that community and win every single person. There's some downright stubborn people out there filled up with a lot of crud. But we love them anyway, don't we? We love them anyway because we see them, what, as potential believers. And we got to change our talk. We don't need to call them the lost, the damned. We don't need to, you know, (laughs) the city of the damned. I mean, no, we can't, no. Because we don't know. None of us knows. And so, what we got to do is just get sowing seed. I don't know which part of the soil is going to grab that seed and which part is not. I just got to cast it. And what's amazing to me is the soil that I think nothing can grow in is where it exactly grows. The person that no one would ever think would ever get saved deacon, elder. Right, Randy? <laughs> And even, you know, in my own life. I mean, I know as some people, when they heard that I was a pastor, just like, oh man, that ain't right. You sure you got the right person? So God called us to be soul winners. Just like the man with the 10 talents has never asked just how he doubled his allotment. Catch this. He never was asked, how did you do this? So God is looking more at our fruitfulness and less at our method. That's a very powerful teaching. With the 10 and the 5 and the 1 talent. Because what Jesus was trying to get across to us in that teaching was Jesus was encourage Jesus was trying to show them my daddy is interested in fruitfulness, okay? Not religion, not you just bearing what you got and coming back and saying you still got it. He says He's given you power to be witnesses. He's given you gifts inside you. He's given you opportunity. If, if you're breathing in and out, you've been given a gift. And if you can open your mouth, right with your hands, move anything, then you have a chance and an opportunity to create fruit. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the ends justify the means. No, I'm not saying that you go out and do sinful things I mean, you don't walk into a, a bar with a machine gun and say, everybody gets saved or else. You know, forceful evangelism. No, 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 that's not going to work. Uh, although it might, but I'm not, you know, not going to ever endorse something. <laughs> you know, you've heard of the foxhole salvations, right? I mean, those are true. It's amazing. Some through love, some through fire. That's the way it works. But, no, 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 no. Ends don't justify the means. But through love through constancy, consistency, through creativity, and through an understanding of a culture, an awareness of what's going on, to be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, using the doors that we have, not becoming so religious that we no longer have a message, but not becoming so involved in this culture that we no longer have a life to show, but being able to be solidly ground in truth, the word of Jesus Christ, his, be solidly grounded in that, that we can go and live in the world, not be of it, but live in it, and be that salt and light. And shine so brightly that people just say, man, what is it about you? Tell me. And I just love it. You know, in the second service, I wish you could all be here for this because they chose to baptize in the second service, but a whole family got saved. A whole family. And that is Bible right there. That's what Paul said. He said, you and your household will be saved. I mean, there's a lot of great teaching in there. But dad got saved. Then mama got saved. And the la- just last Sunday, the two boys said, well, we want to get saved. And so you're going to baptize people? Well, we want in on that. And I was just like, awesome. Right? I mean, that, oh, God. That's what we live for. That's what we live for. So with these things in mind, well, let me finish here. So we have to break free of our religiousness and our focus needs to be more on fruitfulness. With these things in mind, I feel that we must focus on a creative stream here at Valley. And you saying, wow, David, you're pretty creative. You're gonna get more creative? Yeah. A creative stream that will open many more doors to potential believers than what we even are currently experiencing. And so the verse that God gave me is in Isaiah chapter 54, two through four. This is a great verse. It's prophetic. And the way prophecy works is, is prophecy has its immediate application. And then it's like what you learn in Bible college is that it has rippling effects. Through every generation, it can have an application again. You just don't know when. But it's all in God's hands. And all of a sudden, boom, your spirit testifies with it. And there it is. And man, God just dropped this on me, and I'm just like, wow, this is ours. So I want you to grab a hold of this as I read it. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid, you will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace, you will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood, or meaning the loss that you've experienced. Whew, isn't that good? As I, as I embrace that, and there's gonna be really two levels of embracing this. One, embracing it as a local church, that God has called us, stretch wider tent pegs. And it, this, this goes back to a time of prayer last year. It was one of our monthly prayer meetings, and, and, and this was just really in my heart as I was, I think I was preparing to go on the sabbatical. It was already kind of in there. And I, I think you remember me telling you that God was showing me a lot of things even before I left. And then I was journaling them. I was writing them out. This was one of those things. And so we were at a prayer meeting, and Caroline, you remember that. We were just sitting around, we were praying, and we, it was a small group of us, and then Mike Dunn spoke up. And, and it was just like, because it was in my heart, and when Mike spoke, he's our head deacon, and it was almost like he was prophesying. And he talked about expanding and stretching out of tent pegs, and I was just like, that's what God is calling us to do. And so, you know, there are some things I'm going to share with you here in just a moment. But what I want to do now is I'm going to read this again for you. I want you also to g- embrace this in your context, for your life, for your business, for your family, okay? And I want to start at the end, the widowhood, the loss. I mean, we all know, and we have some widows here. We have some that have lost loved, loved ones. And there's a, that's, that's very difficult to describe. That's, that's, a, that's a, a battle. That's a struggle. That's a, an amazing loss, one that I never hoped to experience in this life, but God only knows. But that, that sense of loss, now God is saying, I want to wipe that away. I want to wipe that away with what we're getting ready to hear. He says, enlarge your tent. We're thinking too small, folks. We're, we're thinking too small in our lives individually to stretch our, tur- our curtains wide. Remember last year we ta- I mean, last Sunday we talked about expectation is invitation, that's what we need to start doing. We need to expect more. Expect God to do more in our life, to expand our spirits, to get, get beyond some of the hangups and the, and, the, and the blockages in our life, to get beyond the inconsistency that some of us, we know that we battle with. Every January, January 1st, we're reminded about making all these new um, uh, resolutions, as they call them. But really, it's to set goals for our life. But if we don't do it with God, then we're just on our own. We need to get a vision of what God has for our life and stay on that. And He's saying it's time to open up. It's time to open up those those tents and, and, and open up every avenue and to pull those tent pegs up that have been have been pounded into soil for so long. And God says, no, 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 pull them up. Stretch it out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords. That means, I mean, you need to pray over that, but let me just offer some suggestions. It's time to read your Bible more. It's time to get involved in a small group. Some of you have never been in a small group. It's time for you to do that. You say, Lord, please disciple me. Lord, please mentor me. And every couple of months, you walk past those tables, and God's saying, hello, trying to do that. Jesus moving through your brother, Jesus moving through, through your sister right now, that's his way. And I tell you what, you know, if you want to just be discipled and mentored by Jesus and go sit up on a mountain, that's fine, but you're going to turn out kind of weird. I'll just be, I'm just shooting straight, okay? It is going, going to be a little different because you're going to miss so much. So much we know sociologically, so much we know with our human development requires people. you got to have people. And what is, you know, (laughs) there are some days the last person you want is another uh, another people, right? Got too many people. But you know, people in our life are essential to balancing us, helping us, encouraging us, rebuking us, out of love, of course but that's going to be some of it. That's where God wants us to, to get out of those, those fearful zones because he goes on to talk about fear. He says, you're going to do some awesome things. You're going to dispossess nations, desolate cities, places where people have, have fallen apart, and it's just it's way, it's way laid open for us as God's people to move into. How many of those things are in his spirit that are existing right now of promises, unfulfilled blessings in our community, favor that's hanging out there, that all we need to do is say, well, you know, I'm going to take that. That's mine. I'll take it. Nobody else wants it. Do not be afraid. You'll not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace, because see, that's what we, we fear. Don't we? Don't we fear being exposed? Don't we fear a fail, failure? Don't we feel, what if I fail? Who cares? Really? I mean, gosh, failure is a fact of life. Striking out at the plate. You know, it's those, it's those ones, you know who makes it in baseball? Are the ones who walk back, they're going back to the dugout saying, I'll get it next time. Not the ones who walk back, <laughs> and it's, you know, put their head in their hands and they're crying the whole time. You want to just go and slap them. <laughs> you struck out. It's okay. You're gonna get about four or five chances, and who knows the next time you get up, you're gonna crank it out of here and win the game. That's life, folks. We're gonna strike out from time to time. We're gonna do some things. We're gonna we're gonna try out a ministry, and it didn't work. It's okay. Don't just say, "Oh, I'm, well, I'm out of here." I just well. no, 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 no. Keep man, keep chunking at it. Keep finding that place until you you, you find your stream. You know, I was praying even this morning. I said, Lord, please help us to find our, our, our stream faster. He says, well, Uh-oh. yeah, you know, because it's the looking that he's really looking for. He wants us to create that, that good desperation in us that we keep searching for the treasure. It's like, it's like my great uncle. You know, we were on our cabin, and we wanted, we wanted to drill a, a, a well and so we were going to, um, we found a place we wanted to drill. And so we, we were going to do the, you know, we just hammer down the cone, just hammer down a section at a time, hammer a section, big, bruising brothers, me and my brothers we were hammering it, it away. Remember that, Andrea? And we'd spend about 30 minutes and we'd, you know, fall over and give it over to the other guy. So my great uncle comes wandering over. He was just a little World War II vet and he just went and walked over and he just watched us and he, watched us and he watched us and he watched us. Finally sat down, drank a little tea and he goes, yeah. Your grandpa tried to drink a well there. There's a big old rock down there. (laughs) And we were all just stopped and looked at him. Uncle Bob, we're going to kill you. I know the war didn't kill you. But we're going to kill you today. (laughs) He just loved watching us pound away, man. Just watching us. Letting us do that as we were busting off cone after cone. I guess he figured maybe we'd get through. I don't know. But sometimes in the digging, in the pounding, a lot of character is founded. A lot of strength is built. Matter of fact, we just we shined on that and, <laughs> and hired a company. <laughs> Forget that. And sometimes that's what you got to do. So this verse is incredibly encouraging. It's God's encouragement to me as your pastor and leader to begin stretching out our tent pegs. This was confirmed during our our time of prayer. Let's move on here. The goal is to build our base by making improvements and trying our hand at some practical and creative outreach methods. We will also focus more on leadership training and development this year. So we'll continue to have our leaders' uh, dinners once a month and encourage everyone that is currently a leader or wants to be a leader, you're invited. Come. Okay? This is no exclusive uh, dinner party. Okay? All we have is soup, a salad. We sit around and we talk, we fellowship, and, and, and we're going to be giving out uh, information regarding to help us sharpen our skills as leaders, updates on what we're getting ready to do. Because we really believe that having that strong connection as leaders is going to be very important for this coming year. We want to continue to focus on marriages this year by continuing our partnership with the Longview Marriage Retreat, training of leaders with Grace College of Divinity, Habitat for Humanity. We will continue to support and be involved in these ministries, these parachurch ministries, pregnancy support center, and of course, the union mission. There's no need to reinvent the wheel in these kind of things. Let's get on board. They're doing a good work. Let's as a local church get behind that. We've done that. We'll continue to do that. We're moving to improve our pastoral care by expanding our ability to care for people on many different levels. Bobby, Jamie, and myself are getting together weekly to really, we're diving into some new exciting materials, some things that are being done in other churches, because overall, what we're finding in these churches in the United States is that we're drifting away from discipleship as a whole. We're finding that we're filling up large churches. We're getting a lot of people to gather in places with our light shows and our music and our and our different things. And we're filling up a lot of buildings and those people kind of, you know, people just, you know, moving from one place to the other, and no one's really changing. No one's really changing. No one's really improving. And that's a real concern. Matter of fact, I have always said that if the church is in this community, and all the pastors could get together and pull together and say, let's pastor this city together. You know, I mean, we'll have people that everybody likes their different flavors of ice cream, right? I mean, I like my contemporary flavor, and I do like it. And then others like their different. But if the pastors could pull together and really work together to pastor people, then, man, you know, we could really get it going. But unfortunately, that's not where we are. But what we can do is really encourage discipleship here at Valley. In other words, to give you the tools and the opportunities to really t- help you take your next step in your faith with God. How to mature in your life. How to go deeper. Because some of you, you yearn for that. You, know, you, want to, you want to go deeper. And maybe you look back and say, you know, if I had been deeper in the past, I'd be so much further ahead. Than when. Let's not look at that. Just take another step. Job lost everything, didn't he? But what did God do? Gave it back to him twofold. That's a good, that, that's kind of good. And some of us can look at our past and see the devastation, the struggle, the battle. But the moment we get into the stream of God, the moment we start really, you know, getting where God wants us to be, man, the fruit can just start getting piled on. The success, the breakthroughs, the darkness just dissipate. The confusion, The creativity. So we're, we're moving to do that. We're engaging our elders and deacons in direct connection with the congregation as well as small group leaders who are all called to shepherd and are specifically anointed to do so. We will work hard at helping people know about these re- resources so that people feel covered when there is a need. There are going to be times when some of us are struggling and, and what we want to do is communicate more and more is how you can find People to pray for you, how you can find somebody to visit you in the hospital, how we can find if you've got a need going on. And what, unfortunately, what we find a lot at churches, really in, in a lot of, at our size and bigger, is that people want us to be mind readers. That I just go on my desk and I just say, okay, Lord, show me. I sense something moving in the force over there. You know, I'm joking but you expect us to be mind readers, we need to know what your, need are, your needs are. So you need to tell your small group leader, who then needs to tell their elder, who needs to then tell the pastoral staff so that we can do that. Now, some of you are just saying, well, man, I don't understand. I'm always, I'm, I, you know, I've always had people praying for me. I've, always, I've been in the loop. I mean, you know, people know what's going on. It's because you're doing what? You're talking. You're communicating. You're letting us know. It's not like the pastors is sitting over there Look, and we get together, Bobby, Jamie, and I and just say, hey man, who can we offend this week? (laughs) I mean, let's really tick off somebody. Let's do it. Let's make us family. Let's break up a family. You want to do that? I mean, we're not doing that. (laughs) I mean, I think sometimes the people think that. That we're just mean-spirited and that's what we're trying to do. No, 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 no. We love you. We're for you. We just need to know. Just tell us Get an elder on, on your situation. We, we've got an incredible amount of deacons here. These guys, I mean, the things that they will do when they know, boom, they're on it. And we've got a group of men in this church that are skilled, that uh, lead, lead leads one of those groups on Wednesday morning. Man, I tell you what, when they hear that there's a need, am I right, pa, uh, my staff? You guys know, they got it. And so what? We need to know. So this coming year, we're gonna work more on that to help you have those connections to help you have those places where you can let us know. You know what? If a sheep is hurting, it's on its back, what does that sheep do? Ah! (laughs) You know? The shepherd can't know what's going on unless he hears something. So the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Come on now, talk to us. We'll help you. We'll do what we can. We'll pray for you, stand with you. Do what we can to help you get to those resources. All right, so the following, to, to, to really close this up, I want to give you an overview of what we're looking at this morning. And this is just, you know, a snapshot. And we've got some things planned, but we haven't planned out, you know, every single detail. We're, we're also, I've learned over the years, to leave room for God to do, if God wants to bring us something that's, a, that's a, 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 an opportunity of the moment, it, just, it came upon us, then we'll be ready. As we look back at 2013, we were blessed. God blessed our church. We've got Brian here, one of our elders. Do we have any other elders in the room right now? We've got some former elders, Lee and, and some others, but we've got some of our elders here. Um, man, if we look back at our, our last year, God has really blessed us. He's taken care of us. Um, guys really stood up and really made this thing happen while I was gone for those two months. Man, what, what, I'm so proud of this church. Now, as we look forward to 2014, God is saying, even more than that, David, this is what we need to do. So there's some physical things we're going to do, and you're going you're to look at these things, and I know, and you're just going to say, huh? We need to improve our signage around here. We need to improve the front of our building, okay? We need to do some physical things. And you just may say, gosh, why would we waste money to do that? Why would we do that? Folks, you would be surprised. I and mean, we've got literally thousands of people that drive past here every day, and still people don't know it's a church. I mean, some of these people still think it's something right uh, else, Billy. But you know, you know, because people have come to me say, "I say, have you ever been to our church before?" No, not as a church. <laughs> I've been here before, right over there. <laughs> so anyway, um, it seems frivolous. It does, but. What I have noticed after doing this after many, many years, there are certain sociological things we just can't ignore. We've got to be smart. We've got to be wise. And we've got to help people. You've got to help people identify. It's not necessarily marketing. It's not that kind of thing. But it's just, it's, you, you can't fight some of those things. And if you do, you'll pay for it. So we need to do some improvements. Now, the beauty is we've got so much talent in this house, so many guys in this church, that I, I think we're going to be able to do this just for the materials and maybe just a little bit in the labor. But for the most part, I think we'll be able to, 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 to do. We're, we're looking at creating porticos on the front, not large expenses. A new sign. I think we need a new sign. And we're going to do some uh, changes that way. Get some things down in the eye level so that we can help communicate uh, more often to our community what's going on here, who we are, more and more and more. And looking at some other creative things that, that we might be doing in that, in that uh uh, range, we're going to pick up this church building and turn it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but kind of. We're going to change the orientation of this room, okay? When I first came to church here, I walked into that lobby and I said, whoa, where am I? Where am I going? I said, Please don't make me go back there. I, this is my first time here. I'm just joking, but what I'm saying is it, we don't have a very user-friendly front. And so what I want to do is I want to, turn, I want to completely change the, how we're this is happening. I'm going to put the stage over there and and, and the entrance door's here. Change, and we'll all be facing that way. So that when people come into the worship center, they're coming into the back so they can observe what's going on. Right now when we come through the doors, you've got two-thirds of the church say, hey, who's that? You're showing up late. Where's your wife? So that's a sociological thing you cannot ignore, okay? And it does take, it takes somebody to have to rise up and just say, you know what, let's change some of these things. Let's, let's not fight what is a, a natural thing. I mean, you walk in here, I mean, if somebody walked in here and just said, where's your bathroom? Well, we don't have them. We just believe that God's going to help you hold it that whole time i mean you're just going to walk in here. No, we believe, I mean, this is a church where that's all going to go away, away when you walk in here. See, that's how silly we're talking about here by ignoring some of those needs, all right? So we need to do that, and I think it won't take much. Um, we've got some of the most talented people in this community. We've got the best sound guys on the planet that are going to help us. Tequila Sunrise, these guys are awesome. And they're going to help us kind of reorient everything to put our sound booth over there and bring it from over there and, you know, Lord help us. But we're going to look at that. We're going to take expertise. We need to carpet our cafe and in our, in our powerhouse. We need to, there need some places where we need to uh, do some new carpet in different places. Now, some, going, let's go from the sublime to the ridiculous. I want to get us a playground out there. And, and I want to do something. Gosh, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, It's already up there. Okay. I wasn't going to share it with you because I don't want anybody to steal it. But okay, I'm going to do it. Shh. Don't tell anybody. But I want to build this awesome playground out there. I want to build us a station where children can come and go. And I want to actually get us a moving train out there. And I want the kids to be able to come up and parents be able to drop their kids off. And now, now look, this doesn't have to be a very expensive train. You, there are ways you can make these things and you make them out of golf carts, I mean, they can be real cheaply done. But man, you know what? The kids would just love that, wouldn't they? We can bring our children. I think we need to be more, I mean, this year I really want to start a whole new effort to reach those young parents and those parents that are struggling to have a place to bring their children that, that, where they can be filled with joy and they can have a positive experience. And then on top of that, the word of God is, is, is laid into their hearts. Now, that's, that's a little kid in me, but when I see my kids run into those trains and how much they love trains, I just thought, you know what? That's good. We need to give this a shot. And you may just say, gosh, David, that's so frivolous and small. If you've got a better idea, give it to me. But see, remember, creativity. Creativity, ideas, trying things out. So anyway, having a train. We've got, we got some woods. We got some, we, we're going to need more land, right, Bobby? And we're looking into that. But we can do some things around here Um, to make that very, very fun. And I'm going to need some guys in the church, ladies too, whoever wants to get involved, but I'm going to need a team to help me design, put that together, and run the thing. I mean, get some guys, conductors out there. Dress them all up, baby, and put them out there. I know some of you guys. Yeah, Jerry, look, Jerry's already. (laughs) See, I told you. See, Jerry, he's already on it. Some of you men out there, you're you're excited inside, but you're not showing it. And in a more practical way, I really believe, you know, I see some churches with preschools and, and I do see the need. You know, we homeschool. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm very happy and have been very blessed and, and really um, privileged to be able to do that because not every parent can. But we've, we've, we've been given that privilege and my heart is really growing, going out to this next generation and I just feel what, what, you know, not saying too much. I just think we need an opportunity to sow into children's lives. And not just to, I'm not talking about just babysitting kids, but I'm talking about having a place here, a preschool where we can really set loose some folks to really pour into some, very, some mighty biblical truths into the hearts of children. Stuff that, you know, what does it say? Raise up a child in the way he should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Well, I believe that as a parent, but I know not every parent necessarily can do that or have the time to do that. We can help. So we're going to do that. We're looking at building an outbuilding over in here probably. And uh, whether it be a prefab unit, we're going to look into that. To fund it, we want to raise funds here as well as maybe looking into some grants, some possibilities that way. But we're going to start that process. Here are some events that we already have planned this year that um, they're already on the green calendar. So if you go to our website and you click onto the Google Calendar link, you'll see these. You can go ahead and just... Uh, subscribe to that calendar, and it'll show up on your calendar, uh, on your smartphone or your, or your laptop or iPad, whatever. Uh, it will, it'll be able to show up, so you'll have these. But we're going to have four life group semesters this year. Okay? Last year, we only had three, but this year, we're going to have four complete ones. And we're going to spend a lot more time on really filling these small groups out with as many opportunities for you to be able to meet from house to house here at the church building To go, either be—we've got men of action groups, we've got ladies ministries, we've got some—we got Run for God getting ready to happen. We're going to have some counseling training. We're going to have—we're going to continue the uh, financial peace course. There's going to be a lot of different things that will really help you solidify, stretch your tent pegs, open the gates, uh, or open the tent flaps even wider. As I shared with you, that Bobby and Jamie and I are already looking at some new groups that are going to be purely focused on building discipleship into our culture as a church. So that's meeting with people to talk about just digging the wells deeper. All right, Jim LaFoon, as you know, coming February 16th, international uh, prophet and speaker who will be here, God willing, um, who I really believe and am looking forward to having an impact on our church during that time. Uh, A men's retreat is planned for February 28th through March 1st. And uh, We'll be going uh, to Mike Dunn's land, and we'll give you more information on that. This will be a kind of a a HUA men's campout, because you'll notice the dates when this campout is taking place, and uh, we'll give you more information on that. We've got a youth ski trip that's coming up very shortly. We're having our South Weldon project that we'll plan for the spring. This is going to be very creatively done. Jamie will give you more information on that, but we're shifting what we're doing in South Weldon. As you already noticed... With uh, Sabrina and what she was doing with the children at Christmas. This year, we're going to do some similar things as far as helping those people that we're we're loving on and adopting there to uh, give them more resources, to help them even to attain some of their own resources. So we'll be telling you more about that. Ladies Retreat, March 28th and 29th. Uh, The ladies are excited about that, going back to the same place. Is that right, Caroline? As last year? I got the wrong dates? Okay, yeah. Um, we better check that calendar then, because I took that right off the calendar. Um, then we got a special uh, community theater event. The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is going to be presented here. And Andrew, what are our new dates on that? It's the first weekend of May, right? Yeah, yeah first weekend in May. And we've got a group of, of young people here in the church, um, several people and adults, that are going to be involved in putting on what I believe is going to be a first-class drama representation. I mean, this thing is going to be knocking it out of the park, something we can be proud to present to our community, and it will be thrust into the community. It won't just be for us. It will be an outrage. Uh, a marriage conference. Married folks and single folks who want to get married, get married again, uh, June 28th and 29th. We have probably one of the most, in, in my life, the most impacting uh, man to teach on marriage as well as to exemplify uh, many, many years of marriage, Jerry Daly. He's, he's one of my pastors and one of the oversight, overseeing uh, apostles in our group of churches that's going to be here, and, uh, and I'm very excited about it. We'll give you more details as that comes along. That will include, along with, three Longview marriage retreat uh, retreats hosted by Joe and Jane Brown out there, at uh, their retreat center. You can find those dates, and you just contact Caroline. You can find those out. So we want to put a lot of effort and focus on marriages this year. We really feel like that, we we just feel like we need to spend some time really building and focusing on that uh, and and just see what God's going to do. And then, uh, to kind of wrap it all up, the Expand Celebration. This year, what we want to do, instead of an ATK like we've had before, where what we do is we reach We bring all of our local, regional, and international partners here. For those of you who have been here for one of our ATKs, you know they've been very, um, they're they're awesome in what we do, and we've gathered uh, literally uh, tens of thousands of dollars to support these ministry partners, to help missionaries do what they're called to do, guys, evangelists, to go to many different nations. I mean, it's just incredible what we have done here. And uh, so what we've done that for, I think, six, seven years now, um, and we're going to take a break. Not that we're going to not do an ATK. We are going to do an ATK, but what we're going to do is for just this one season, what we're going to do is instead of focusing on local, regional, and international, we're going to focus primarily on local with a little regional. In other words, what we want to do is we feel like we need to raise those, those monies to help us accomplish some of these goals. So we'll focus in. We'll have a celebration. It'll be our 30th year of existence as a church, and we'll celebrate that October 1st through the 5th. We'll have some special guest speakers here, and we'll present a lot of the different outreach things and plans and some of these ideas. If we haven't accomplished them already, we'll be raising some funds to help make those things happen. And I'm sure by that time, uh, a lot more creative ideas are going to be coming up out of us and you and all of us together to make more room, to expand those tent pegs, amen? amen? All right, so I know that was a lot, and you'll be reminded of this up, you know, over the coming year. But what I wanted to do is, again, just give you that snapshot that God has called us to prepare. And you're saying, preparing for what? Preparing for more, preparing for what God has us to do, and that is to reach people for Christ here in our region, Okay? That's what we're called to be. That's what we're called to do, to go and make disciples. But you say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, you know what? An army has to prepare. You can't just bring a bunch of people together and just say, okay, here's a weapon, here's a weapon, here's a weapon. Where do we, what do we do? Shoot in that direction. I mean, that may work, but not as effectively. I mean, I could share with you example after example after example, military examples of where preparation was absolutely key to victory. And so, as a church, as a unit, as a family, I want you to get that part. Is it that in this next year we need to come together? We need to pull together. We need to resist. We need to lock, lock arms, and we re- need to resist the attempts of the enemy to quarter us off, to 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 get us to be offended, to struggle, so that it, because you know you divide and you conquer. You can't fulfill a vision when there's separation. You just can't. Where there's disunity. But when you get behind a vision and you get behind a purpose as a community, as a local church, man, man, the things that we can do. The things that we can do. We've already done that as a local church over and over and over again. It's just time to do it again, okay? So, Amen, thank you so much. If I could have us all stand up at this time. And what I want to do is I want to finish by praying for you, praying for us, And if I could have our prayer teams come. Because I wanna continually offer that to you. Again, the prayer teams are here. You know, the gifts of God are distributed in the church. Paul made that really clear in his teachings in 1 Corinthians chapter 12-14. And I know some of you would rather have maybe a pastor pray for you. But you know what, what you'd rather have is someone who has the gift, amen? You know, if I want to be healed, I want someone with a gift of healing. If I want to be encouraged, I need an encourager. If you need to be rebuked, you need a rebuker. Yeah. I don't see many people running for those, but, but these people are here. I trust these people. These people that are up in the front are our leaders. They're gifted, they're loved, they pray for you, they're faithful. And so, if you have a need, you need to come. They're going to stand with you. They're going to love with you, they're love on you. They're going to, they're going to encourage you. They're, going to, they're open to the Holy Spirit moving through them. So, man, you need to get in on that. And if you don't see a breakthrough in your life from one week to the next, just keep coming. Knock and keep on knocking. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord what we've had to do this morning God is 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 call all of the shipmates to the to the deck. Lord we've taken down our sails just for a moment. And Lord we've had to call us up and the the the, the bo'sun has blown his whistle. And we're all standing at attention and saying, "Okay, what is it? Where are we going? What is my job? What is my part?" And, Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning, God, each one. Lord, listen to what God is speaking, what what you're speaking to us as a local church. Father, there may be some in this room this morning, Lord, it's still kind of deciding whether, Lord, they even want to be on this ship. Lord, help them see. Lord, solidify that in their hearts right now in Jesus' name. Because, Lord, on this ship, I am confident, Lord, we have sailed awesome waters and we will continue to do so. Lord, that promise you've given me shows me, Lord, that you love us and you're for us. Lord, how we ended this year in such favor, Lord, shows me that you are for us and that you, you have called us to do great exploits for you. Lord, even exploits that no one else is willing or able to do. But Lord, we're a ship at sea And, Lord, we stand at the tiller, and we say, where do you want to go, Lord? How do you want to do this? And, Lord, you just say, go. Put up your sails. Go aggressively. Do it together. And I am with you to the ends of the earth. Lord, thank you for that. So, Lord, right now I pray over every single person in this room today, God, that your grace would be full upon them. That, Lord, in this house they would experience the favor of God. Lord, in this house, they would have a confidence of knowing, Lord, that they're getting solid biblical truth. That in this house, there's character in its leaders. Lord, that there's hope in its direction. Lord, that financially, Lord, that we live, Lord, and and, and, and are committed to integrity. Lord, in this house, that's our call. That's what we believe. So, Lord, I pray right now, your blessing upon your people. Grace Mercy, Lord, let the mercy seat be our place, Lord, all year long. And out of it would flow confidence, boldness, new boldness upon us, God, to step into those areas that we have so, Lord, we've avoided. We've avoided them because of fear and intimidation. Lord, we've not wanted to look at some of those deep needs in our life. But, Lord, let this be the year where we have those breakthroughs. Lord, and I also finally pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, to reach those potential believers in our community, God. Lord, those disenfranchised. Lord, those so filled up with hate, they don't know what to do. Lord, those that are filled up with confusion. Lord, drug addicted. Lord, we pray that's who you've called us to go to. Help us, God. Help us reach in this year. Help us fill this house, God. Lord, not with those who are wanting to know what they can get. But Lord, fill this house with those, Lord, who have said, where do I stand to post? And I thank you, God. Bless us and keep us and make your face shine upon us now. In Jesus' name, amen.